Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. My name is Charlotte and I'm joined today by Daniel. How are you going? Yeah, good. Good. First week done and dusted. One week of fantasy down. Several to go. Yeah, plenty to go. Yeah, um, <laughs> a lot. A lot of learning has been ha- done in the first week. I feel. Yeah, a lot. I know that uh, there's a few players that I had that uh, pretty pretty quickly going to be offloaded this week. I don't know about you. Oh yes, 100. percent I haven't got around to it yet, but I I know exactly what I'm going to be doing. Excellent. Um, I definitely think that there were some good decisions I made. I will start off the podcast. Last week I did say that I wouldn't pick up for feeder. I did pick up for feeder. Um, <laughs> Andrew for Yeah, Andrew for feeder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, and I regret it. Because, yeah, he got 27 and I was disappointed by that. Yeah, but, I mean, he's basement price, but um, he's not that bad. With basement scores. With basement scores. <laughs> he, he didn't, he only got one stint. So that was, that was a bit rough for him. He came on for like 20 or 30 minutes and then went straight back off. So he's scoring at about a point a minute, but yeah, not too great. But anyway, overall, how did your team go? Okay, I think. Um, a couple of good decisions I made. Definitely um, putting Haas as my captain yep. was a great decision. I am glad that I didn't listen to the majority, especially We did in mention our, it on the... We put a post up on our Instagram that said... We, we, we weren't doing that, yeah. and we got a lot of people being like, how could you? Yeah, why aren't you going with Turbo? Why, yeah, like, Turbo why? is the obvious choice. Well... <laughs> obviously not. Ladies and gents. like <laughs> um, Definitely, I think, yeah, Haas is a good one. Um had TPJ, which obviously he didn't end up playing. Yeah. I thought maybe I'd be okay. Um, so did you trade him or did you carry him? I carried him. Yeah, I carried him as well. I held him in my Which team. definitely did kind of have a bit of an effect, but because I think I didn't have Turbo as my captain, it kind of all balanced out a little bit. Yeah, so what did you end up uh, coming in at in the so rankings? I'm currently 11,956. That's not too bad. I mean, I started outside the top 10,000 last year and ended up you know top 50 so it's not hard <laughs> um, i wouldn't say not hard it does take a bit of effort but it's it's doable how are you sitting i am sitting 7700 ish okay around that mark um i can't remember the exact number didn't do too bad i was holding grant and tpj so i didn't get what that's 1.2 mil sitting in my emergencies so yeah um did okay to get that far and i think the fact that i'm in the top 10,000 with those two players this week, I think will be pretty good. Yeah, definitely. It's a pretty good option to have. Yeah, so I think, um, was there anybody else that you were? There's there's a few players in the team that, like, I'm not sure. I'm not 100% confident on, but, like, I've got Utoi Kamanu and there's a couple of players like that, like a Monet that I'm not sure about. But we'll talk through that when we get into yeah, the teams. Yeah, okay. So I guess we'll start off talking about um, the Thursday night game, which is Storm versus Rabbitohs. So, obviously... After last yeah. week's game, the Storm has have quite a few significant changes. So Brandon Smith's out with a broken hand. Christian Welch is out with an uh, Achilles injury, which... Yeah, he's not coming back Yeah, this probably season. won't be coming back this yeah. season. And George Jennings with a knee injury. Um, so from that, though, Munster and Harry Grant were both coming back into the side after their suspensions. Um, and we've got Aremia who will be replacing Jennings this week on the wing. Uh, Jesse Bromwich is also back this week following his quarantine last week from COVID-19. And for the Rabbitohs, obviously, Latron Mitchell is back this week, which is going to be pretty big, hopefully. Um, and Taff is still injured with an ankle injury, and Johnson will be moving back to the wing position. How are we feeling about that? Uh, yeah, so a couple of changes there for the Storm obviously need to be made. Bromwich coming back into the squad will be good. It also means that Nass moves into the front row as well from the bench, I think he was last week. So he's going to get some decent minutes in the front row. I think all the, the Storm forwards last week got a lot of minutes. Um, 
to be honest. And same with Wishit. He got basically the whole game because Brendan Smith went off injured yeah. in the first couple of minutes. So he had a pretty good game if you had him. Um, his minutes are obviously going to be very different um, from last week. Um, this week, now that Harry Grant's back, um, but there's some good options there in in the way of Grant and Pappenhausen. Pappenhausen scored 44 last week, looked pretty good. Yeah. Didn't do too much either for that 44. So no. pretty good signs there, even though he didn't meet his break even. Pretty good signs that he's probably going to be a good performer in the future. And the haircut. Yeah, haircut was on point, wasn't it? It was It was very good. <laughs> choices, choices. Yeah, I know you're not a huge fan of it, but nah, love that. Love a bit of entertainment there. Um, there's probably points in the forwards here somewhere for the Storm with Welch out. It means probably Bromwich or Nass are going to get extended minutes. Even Josh King might get a few extra minutes, but I'm not quite sure where those points are going to come from, so I'd probably hold off on picking up any of those players for now. Um, but for the Rabbitohs, Latrell Mitchell back in. Um, very good for... Anyone that held on to him for a week, he'll be probably in and around the playmaking as well because it didn't look like they were very confident going to Lachlan Ilias' side very like yeah. often the Bunnies. They they kind of favoured, well, Cook definitely favoured going towards um, Cody Walker and the left side of the, the park. So, yeah, it's it's a bit hard for him. He did have a rough score, but I think he's still a hold, uh, Ilias. Ilias. He got through enough work that I think he'll be a decent scorer, just given some time. Maybe pop him on your interchange or your emergencies. Yeah, I think he's going to be a really good uh, player to do loop with this week, especially with Brad Schneider out for the Raiders. So you, mm-hmm. if a lot of people had Schneider and Ilias because they were both looking like they were going to hold their spots for a long period of time. So you could honestly have Ilias as your number 18 and do a loop with Brad Schneider in your number 17 spot. And, and then if Ilias goes big, you leave Schneider there and get his points. Otherwise, you swap him out. I mean... You should. Most people should know how to do a loop by now, but we can also talk about that. Oh, I actually might put a post up on the Insta. Yeah, I think. Talking about that, yeah. Do that. Amazing. Um, anything else you want to talk about for those two? Uh, no, that's pretty much it from those two. Nothing too big, just some big injuries, unfortunately. Yeah, it was a bad... Bad week for the Storm. Very, oh, very bad week for the Storm. Just kept happening. Yeah. Um, okay, so we'll move on to the Friday night game, which is the Dragons vs. Panthers. So Aaron Woods is out with a hamstring injury. He's going to be replaced by Francis Molo in the front row. George Burgess is going to be coming onto the bench. Um, he was playing New South Wales Cup last week. And Tarek Sims is going to stay in the reserves. Um, and then over on the Panthers' side, Leota is out with a shoulder injury for the next eight weeks. And Lanou will be promoted to the starting side, so he'll be taking over. Matt Eisenhuth is returning to the 17 after playing New South Wales Cup last week. And Salmon will be detaining his spot on the bench. As well, how do we feel about those two teams? Yeah, Dragons played quite well um, on the weekend. It was just kind of a bit of a slug slug off between um, them and the Warriors. So, pretty solid game for them. Teletau Mone though didn't get through much work. Only scored a twenty. I think a lot of people are carrying carrying a Mone in their teams, and he's going to be a bit of a, a sticking point with most fantasy coaches this week. He didn't do a lot of kicking he was there and thereabouts in terms of workload like he probably had i think about 19 points in base stats which wasn't great but he didn't have a lot of negatives either it's it doesn't look like he's doing much on the field it looks like most of it's going through hunt but then again the dragons didn't do too much um in the way of well the dragons halfbacks didn't do too much in the way of ball playing anyway it was much more in the forwards that the dragons scored their points so um it's a bit hard to tell from just one game, but I think he's probably worth a hold this week, Amone. And on the side of the Panthers, mate, they were just, they were incredible. They were very good. They were switched on from round one. Yeah. Sean O'Sullivan just took Cleary's spot and just ran with it. Didn't do 
too much. Didn't put a foot astray, really. He was quite solid there um, and a good fill-in while Cleary's gone, to be honest. Um, Isaac Targo and Stephen Crichton, if you didn't have either of those, or at least one, you, you were struggling. They both scored around the 60 mark. So, yeah, they're they're pretty much a must-have, I think, this week, especially at their prices. They're very cheap, and they're going to be going through Crichton, the roof. Yeah, Crichton absolutely crushed it. I think uh, a lot of people kind of, which sounds ridiculous, but underestimated the Panthers yeah. for the first round. Like, everyone was so confident that, like, Turbo was going to come in, absolutely destroy it, and then... It was kind of just a bit of a no-show. Really. Yeah, Turbo didn't really do much, but we'll get to Manly, I yeah, guess, in, in a couple games. Yeah, but I think that definitely but... the Panthers definitely showed up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Targo did score a try for his 60, yes. whereas Crichton didn't score a try and still managed 55 points. So I, I still lean... If you don't have either of them, I'm still leaning on the side of Crichton, even though he didn't score as high, just because his base stats were higher and he got a bit more involved, more involved than Targo did. But you want both of them, ideally. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, outside of that, Isaiah Yo, he came out and was a huge player for the Panthers. I think huge. his big minute role in the middle, being that kind of that lock ball player, he yeah he was amazing. I, I think if you have him and you've brought him in as your your kind of pot option in the middle, you're not going to be disappointed. And even if you are looking to buy someone in the mids, he's a very good option with 80 minutes under his belt. And especially with Leota out, he's going to be um, taking on a bit more of the bit more hit ups, I guess. You mm-hmm. know, a bit more ball running. Definitely. That's pretty much it from those yeah, two teams. Fantastic. So we'll move on to the next game, which is also Friday night, which is the Roosters versus Manly, who we were just speaking about before. So for the Roosters' side, Victor Radley and Billy Smith have both been named, despite the fact that they suffered head knocks last week. Um, both are going to be monitored during the week, so that might change. So keep an eye on that one. Jared, um, Warrior Hargreaves has been named to start the game, but he may swap on game day with Fletcher Baker, as they did in round one. And then for the Manly side... Dylan Walker is going to be returning to the squad at the expense of Kula, who played eight minutes in his debut game. Not a ton. Not ideal, yeah, especially yeah. as a cheapie, not ideal. Um, as we know, Carl Lawton suffered a bit of a head knock in round one after got into a bit of an awkward tackle. Um, but he has still been named on the bench. And then Andrew Davey, with a knee injury, has still been named among the reserves. How do you feel about those two sides? Yeah, Davey being named amongst the reserves, it means he might be a close um, close in for, for Manly. Um I'd be a bit worried if I'm a Bullimore owner, but Bullimore had a huge game for Manly last week. Um, scored a 60, scored a runaway try as well. Looked pretty good compared to the trials. He actually looked quite solid. Um, if you have him, he's obviously a hold, but I'd be a bit worried with Carl Lawton still being named and also the fact that um, Andrew Davies there amongst the reserves could be a late in. Just keep an eye on that one. Um, but other than that, if you have Turbo, which I know a lot of people are like rushing to trade him out, he did lose a bit of cash, not a lot. I think he lost like 38k or something like that. He's going to drop a ton of cash in the next couple of weeks. But if you've already invested in him, you've just got to hold him. He's going to hold your hold you in a fullback spot for the rest of the season if you've already invested in him. So not looking to trade him if you've already got him. But everyone that doesn't have Turbo, keep an eye keep an eye out for when his uh, price starts to plummet and once it plateaus at around the. I'm expecting around the 650 to 700k mark, but it depends how many bad games he has. Um, yeah, then look to snap him up um, probably around three or four-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, probably not that that early, maybe closer to around five or six, but three or four, depending on how his scores go, keep an eye out at that point in time. For the Roosters, had a pretty average game um, against the Knights. Knights kind of rolled over him a little bit, um, and much, much tougher on the day. Tedesco, if you have him, same thing as Trebojevic. You're just keeping him. There's no need to trade him out. Um, Victor Radley, I know a few people went Radley as a bit of a pod. He, I just don't think the rule changes. Even last year, they didn't suit him. They just still don't look like they suit him, to be honest. And yes, he did come off with a head knock and whatnot. But 
yeah, it's still looking like a bit a bit rough to, to take on Radley. Um, but probably a hold at this stage to, to get a bit more information, probably need a couple more weeks to see how it pans out. But um, if you invested in Connor Watson, a bit unfortunate his scores, but I'm, I'm, in, I'm inclined to think that they'll increase over the next couple of weeks. The Roosters just had a very uncharacteristically bad game. So most of those players you're going to be holding to see what happens in the future. Okay, fantastic. So we'll move on to the Saturday games then. So the first one up is Titans vs. Warriors. So for the Titans side, um, Brimson is back after missing the first week with a groin injury. So he'll be going into 5-8 and Will Smith will be going down to the bench. So the Warriors have quite a few changes this week as well. So back both Reese Walsh and Matt Lodge are coming back from suspension, which will in turn see heavy, Harris DeVita moving to 5-8, which will see Nikarima then moving, um, dropping out. There were injuries to both Valia and Watani Zilzniak and halfback Sean Johnson, which have mean that there's quite a few back-end changes as well. So after I've uh, mumbled through that one, um, <laughs> how are we feeling about the Titans vs. Warriors game this weekend? Yeah, the Warriors obviously have some much-needed troops coming in to replace a few injuries there. Um, Reese Walsh back into the team is going to be a big in for them, but the fact that Sean Johnson is gone is going to be a bit of a bit of a rough one. Yeah. Um, Good thing that they had Harris Tavita, though, to fill in at halfback. He will fill in like normal, um, like he did last year. Ash Taylor, I don't know how they're going to combine together because I think they were kind of... It was more Ash Taylor, Sean Johnson, rather than Ash Taylor and another one of the, the replacement halfbacks. So um, it would be interesting to see how CHT plays with him. But I think CHT will probably retain most of the kicking, I'd imagine, and Ash Taylor would be more of a running halfback. It'd be interesting to see how that goes. Um, but the points in the Warriors here aren't going to be coming from them. It's going to be looking at more, you know, Ewan Aitkins had a big game for him, especially if you've got him in your center spot. Josh Curran had a monster game as well, 72 points from him, absolutely enormous. Big minutes in the in the forward pack there. Um, Adam Fanil Blake and Matt Lodge. Now that Lodge is back into the team, there's going to be big minutes for those forwards. I can still see them scoring well. Um, it'll just depend on how many minutes they get on the field, especially with the with the bench like they have. They've got Tavanga, Afoa, Pene, and Siranen. Siranen didn't get many minutes last week, but they can take minutes off them. So um, it's kind of worrying there for them, depending on their minutes and how they're going to be rotating with the bench forwards. So I'd be a bit cautious there if you're looking at buying any of those two. For the Titans, not a huge amount of value there. Aaron Clark did get a decent amount of minutes with Will Smith at halfback last week. Um, I don't know how many minutes he's going to get this week now that Will Smith's back to the bench because he's going to be taking the, that time off him and rotating at, at hooker. Um, interesting to see this week. They're, bo- they're both a hold. I think Will Smith's break even's around the five. Like, it's very low. Yes. So if you did did go with him as a cheapie, you'll make a bit of cash on him. He's still a hold for the next week or two to see how that pans out. Um, David Feeder had a bit of a rough one, but didn't really get involved that much, to be honest. Didn't really do too much against Parramatta, even though they scored, like, 50 points in the first half. Yeah. Um, it really wasn't due to Fafita at all. He was pretty much quiet on his edge. Mm. And in the second half, he only got two touches. Yeah. I don't know what that was about. I think we were talking about it with the boys in the in the group chat. Um, they had Dylan Brown and Jacob Arthur on a wing. So Dylan Brown playing center and Jacob Arthur in that half spot. And they didn't give it to Fafita to run at them once, which was a big mistake from the Titans. They could have been scoring bags of points down that edge. But I digress. Um Outside of that, Sexton had a pretty good game. Didn't score hugely well, but still had a pretty decent game. I still think he's a good halfback option in his hold at this point. Um, Jaden Campbell was okay. Um, not a great score, but yeah, I don't think many people were too looking at him too much for a, for a winger fullback just because of his price. Um, 
but yeah, no real other points of contention here for the Titans. I think it was pretty pretty standard. Brimson back into the halves. It'll be interesting to see how he scores as well. Fantastic. Okay, cool. So moving to the second of the three games on Saturday, it's the Sharks versus Eels. The Sharks have um, unchanged their 17 squad man squad, so yeah, nothing to talk about there. But um, McInnes is coming back onto the reserves from a knee injury, and Connor Tracy are also going to be coming back soon, so they're both in the reserves for this week. And with the Eels side, Sean Russell was injured, so there's going to be a bit of a reshuffle with Walker Blake shifting to the wing and Opacic coming into the side at centre. Kafusi is moving into 13, and Ryan Madison um, got a hamstring injury, so he won't be playing this week. Nathan Brown is coming back into the squad, and Bryce Cartwright has been put to the bench. How are we feeling about those two? Yeah, I think that's a more of a standard bench for Parramatta. No Jacob Arthur amongst the reserve, or the interchange there. Oregon Kafusi probably has a bit of value in him now that he's playing there at lock. Um, I'd be a bit cautious, though, with Nathan Brown there on the bench. He, it's not certain exactly how many minutes he's going to actually get on the park, but there's a little bit of value there to be had, I think, if you've already got Kafusi, so he's probably a hold at this point. Um, look, the, the Parramatta team last week, there was a lot of points scored and not a lot of forwards got many, many points just because there wasn't really much defending to do. So if you have a lot of the forwards, I think they're holds for now. I know Papali'i had a pretty good game, so did Sean Lane, actually, but they got a lot of attacking stats as well. Um, Reed Marnie didn't really get a good score, very low, but if you've already invested in him, he's definitely a hold and not a trade at this point. You're just going to be holding him for the season, hoping that he picks up that scoring potential again. But outside of that, for, for Parramatta, there's not too much other than in the centres. Tom Opachik is back. Don't know what the value of him is, but I'd probably steer clear of him at this point. Outside of that, for the Sharks, yeah, pretty good game for them. Nico Hines had a pretty good game. Um, Jesse Ramian didn't, unfortunately. So he, I know he was the most expensive center coming into this this season, but unfortunately, yeah, he didn't live up to that price. But that's always going to happen, you know. They, they're going to get plenty of tackle bus one game, and then they're going to have a quiet week the next. Um, so I wouldn't be too worried about that if you've invested in Jesse Ramian. He's a hold at this point. Popular, popular player Teague Wilton as well had a pretty good game, got plenty of minutes, plenty of tackles racked up the base stats and had a good score in the end as well. So he's looking pretty good. Um, and yeah, Andrew Fafita um, got a little stint off the bench. He did meet his break even, so he made a little bit of cash and he'll probably, you know, improve in price in the next couple of weeks as long as he keeps getting those minutes. But like you said, McInnes is on the on the uh, reserves list, so he could take his spot. But for now, I'm holding Fafita. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with that. I've learned nothing over the last few years of fantasy. You've always got to go for Andrew Fafita. Oh, God. There's always value in The worst in it. decision. <laughs> um. Actually, another thing we didn't point out was we both went with Ryan Madison yes. um, for Parramatta. The fact that he came off with a hamstring injury, a little niggle, mm-hmm. and then didn't come back on until like the last five minutes when their forwards were gassed, yeah. that really hurt his scoring. Otherwise, he was probably on track to play nearly 80 minutes, I reckon. Yeah, he would have um, gotten a pretty okay score. Yeah, I think he was still struggling at halftime, but he came back on for the last five minutes and scored like 18 points. So yeah. um, lucky to lucky for us as Maddo owners that he, that he did that, but he's definitely a trade at this point. Yeah. Because you don't know. It might be a week. Might be. Might be four. Yeah. You never know. Hamstring injuries. They suck. Really. All right. Anything else to put onto that one? No, nah, nothing more on those two. All right. So we'll move on to the final Saturday game, which is the Cowboys versus Raiders. So starting with the Cowboys side, um, McLean will be replacing Janiro Brown, who got a knee injury in the f- um, first game. Cohen Hess has been promoted to the starting side at prop, and Tamalolo will be going back to lock with Mitchell Dunn moving to the bench. 
And with the Raiders side, Matt Frawley will be getting the start this week at halfback with Schneider, who's been put into COVID isolation. So he won't be playing this week. And Tom Starling will be taking over as hooker from Josh Hodgson, who is going to be missing about a month due to a knee injury. Then Adrian Trevelyan? Trevelyan? I'm actually not sure how to pronounce his last name. We will find out how to pronounce his name, but he will be coming off the bench this week for the Raiders side. How are we feeling about these two teams? Yeah, a couple of changes there for the Raiders, obviously necessary. Um, that Those COVID isolations, they're going to happen throughout the year, so you've just got to deal with those. Um, Schneider came off the back of a really good game, obviously 44 points and plenty of price rises to come because he's going to come straight back in next week. But you can use him to loop this week, which is ideal, really. You put him in your number 17, you get someone to play in the first round to see how they go in your 18, and um, away you go and can put them in your team uh, if you need to. For the... Cowboys though, look, they need Tamalolo to play big minutes at lock. That's <laughs> the, that's it. That's all they need to do really. The um, age-old request. Of yeah, Tamalolo. well, I don't know what it's been. It's just the last three or four years he's had injuries and lacking minutes and just everything, and it's just gone against him. He was the first million-dollar player. Remember that he was yeah. the first big contract million-dollar player. So the fact that he hasn't lived up to that potential, kind of. Yeah. It really shows what the Cowboys have done this year. And the fact that they couldn't beat the Dogs was, yeah, pretty rough. <laughs> Watching that game, it was very rough. Yes, it was raining, but they didn't really have much in attack. And the fact that they didn't bring Scott Drinkwater into the team this week really shows that Peyton's trying to just stick with what he thinks is right, even though it doesn't seem like it it's right. It doesn't seem like it's worked. Well, I mean, it's only one game. so Yeah, who, what might, do we know? It right. might work. Yeah. <laughs> it might work out. We'll see what happens this week. Um, they should really get a win over this Raiders team if... if just looking at the Raiders team, the fact that they've had a few outs, they've got a few juniors in there. Sammy Valame's played the best game I've ever seen him play last week. He's been in, around fantasy and around the Raiders team as like a, a substitute center and winger for like the last three or four years. Every time he comes in the team, looks very average. But he had one of the best games I've ever seen him have mm. last week. So good on him. Had a pretty good score for it as well. Um, Schiller has been recalled as well. So he's, he's playing on the wing. They moved... Um, Valame and Schiller switch spots uh, five minutes into the game on the weekend, so that's why they're being named like this this weekend. Outside of that, the the second rowers, um, Hudson Young, had a big game, played really well. Joe Tarpany had a big game, played really well. Josh Papali had a big game, played really well. They all scored very well as well. Mm-hmm. Tom Starling coming in for Josh Hodgson, he didn't have the best of games, given how many minutes he got. I think he played nearly the whole game because Hodgson came off after the first five, but didn't score hugely. I don't think Starling's a must-have because Hodgson's only out for, like, what, four weeks, I think you said? Yeah, not a long time. Yeah, I, I don't think he's a must-buy, but he he will be in the future, so just keep an eye. It depends what happens with Josh, Josh Hodgson when he comes back. But for now, yeah, I would hold off on Starling. But outside of that, Jeremiah Nanai had a huge game for the Cowboys, played really well, got 54 points or something like that, I think it was. Um, yeah, he's probably a must-buy. I think if he's going to be getting 80 minutes week in, week out, yeah, he's a must-buy. Fantastic. That's everything for those guys. Yep. Awesome. So moving on to the first Sunday game, which is the Knights versus Tigers. The Knights have a pretty much unchanged team, so there's nothing to really discuss there. But for the Tigers, the Tigers are working, um, bringing back Tarmow. He's back from suspension, which will mean that Twole will be moving to the bench and Luke Garner will there before we moving to the reserves. Simpkin will be named and is expected to be playing, even though he did hurt his shoulder against the Storm last week. How are we feeling about those two teams? Yeah, Tigers surprisingly good last week in the first half against the against the Storm. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they can keep that form going forward. I know that they fell off towards the end, but if they can hold that, that first half form, they'll look pretty good this season. 
Luciano Lailua is well named after he copped a bit of a knock and didn't look all that well for the second half. Um, but he's definitely a hold at this stage. Kelma Tulangi, he played pretty much the whole game as well for the Tigers. He's a good cheapie to jump on as well if you're looking for someone um, in an edge spot there. So um, keep an eye on him, but obviously buy him sooner rather than later. He only scored a 38, which isn't huge, but I think he's at basement price. So he's got to make some price rises. Should make 100 150k thereabouts um, over the next few weeks. Kurt Mann as well had a pretty good game. Obviously didn't play the whole game. He wasn't expected to play the whole game, but did make um, did score a pretty good score, and we'll have some price rises there in him as well. That's probably it. I'd say Chris Randall, if you don't have him, I mean, everyone should have Chris Randall at this point. He scored, I think, 59, I think he scored. I think so, yeah. yeah. and he he's going to be playing there um, for the foreseeable future until Braley's back, you know, mid to late season. So, yeah, I think if you haven't got Chris Randall yet, you definitely have to get him this week. Otherwise, his price is just going to skyrocket. And yeah, Jake Clifford, what did I say? Absolute must-have pod. <laughs> um, very good score from him. Definitely helped my team out. Um, but yeah, he's still a still a good option in the halves. It looks like he's doing the, the main bit of playmaking for the Knights. So yeah, get on him. Or don't, because I'm happy to have him. Trying <laughs> to win again. Absolutely. Uh, actually, there's a bit of... Uh, I've seen a few questions come through about um, Big Stefano for the Tigers. He only got 51 minutes and... Even in the first half, he didn't get a lot of base stats. He didn't have a lot of hit-ups. Didn't make a lot of tackles just because the Tigers were just attacking so much. Mm-hmm. I still think he's a hold. He didn't score well, but he's definitely a hold. Um, and just to see what happens, he should get more minutes in the future. But yeah, I wouldn't be offloading him just yet. It's only been one round. So right. yeah, amazing. And then to wrap up week two, we have the Bulldogs versus the Broncos. So last week, TPJ ended up not playing. So this week should be his... He should start um, due to a hamstring injury. Then pretty much everyone who got head knocks last week on the Bulldog side, there's four of them, will all, should all be playing this week as well. Um, and then for the Broncos, Adam Reynolds is back from his COVID kind of situation. Um, and Tessie New has recovered from his hamstring injury, so he will be taking over fullback from Isaiah Ho. How are we feeling about those guys? Yeah, Dogs got away with a gritty win on the weekend um Broncos looked a lot better than I thought they would have looked and now that they have Adam Reynolds I think this should be realistically should be a comfortable game for the for the Broncos here Albert Kelly named over Billy Walters which is pretty big news Walters had a had a huge score and his break even is in the negatives this week so even though he's not starting he's definitely a hold because he will make a bit of cash and just see what happens next round and we'll definitely be coming back to back to that Payne Haas proven gun Biggest scorer last week. Must be a captain this week, surely. Um, but outside of that, Tessie knew at fullback. Replacing Asako. Yeah, he'll be a he'll be a welcome inclusion as well, um, even though Asako's dropped out of the squad. Selwyn Cobo, surprisingly good as well last week. Surprisingly yeah, good. Yeah, surprisingly good. I he, he looked a bit sluggish in the trials, but yeah, he's he looked very, very good last week. So he's going to be an interesting one um, to look out for in the coming weeks. I wouldn't necessarily think he's a must- by just because he's a winger and their scores kind of fluctuate quite heavily. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, keep an eye on him because he looked absolutely dynamite. Fantastic. For, oh, sorry, do you want me to wrap up there? I haven't really talked about the dogs yet, but they're really, I, I think you're right. There really isn't that much to talk about with the dogs other than the fact that Burton didn't really do too much. But the dogs only scored one try, so yeah, I'm there sorry. wasn't really much to talk about. I feel like the dogs would be what I did last year with Manly, where I just forgot they existed. And people kept <laughs> asking me what I thought about Manly. I was like... I don't know who that is. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that was, um, yeah, the first couple of weeks when Manly just kept losing and yeah. you didn't really need to think about him. Yeah. 
that's fair enough. But yeah, the dogs, there's not too much to talk about. Burton was a bit underwhelming. Um, even like, I think Luke Thompson, he moved to the bench late last week. Um, he was pretty good. He scored quite well. Actually, Max King didn't talk about him. Only got 40 yeah. minutes roughly. And yeah, scored huge. Huge. Yeah. I think he was going at over a point a minute. So he's going to be a very popular buy this week. And I think, yeah, he's probably a must have buy to have as well. Fantastic. Okay. I'm actually fantastic yes, now. Yes, now we're done. We're yeah. done. Okay. <laughs> Apologies. So as always, we have some questions um, that have been sent in through our Instagram page. So at Footy Brains Pod, if you do want to give us a follow there. So we've got quite a few questions um, this week on coats. So Nathan asked, thought of thoughts about getting rid of coats early. Tom asked, will coats turn it around 22 with a try against the Tigers? Doesn't look great. And then Dane also asks, is it still worth keeping Xavier Coates? <laughs> so all very yeah. much in the same vein for these three questions. I know we were very pro quotes in the last uh, pro coats in the last couple of weeks. Um, I'm still pro coats. I mean, it's it's only been one round. Yes, he only really scored that one try on the wing. Did look good scoring it to be honest. But yeah, give him a few more weeks. He's he's only basement price anyway. The only reason I would see definitely offloading him is if you need a center and you want to get Targo. I think this is probably the right week if you if you need a center and you, you're happy to give up a winger fullback to get rid of Coates to go to Targo, but I think Coates is still a hold. The fact that he's playing for the Storm. Also, I think the Storm didn't do anything in that first half in attack. They were nowhere yeah. there. So if he gets another half of actually attacking plays and points, he'll do a lot better than 22. So um, keep that in mind. And the fact that George Jennings went down as well and they've got Dina Ramia there who hasn't played yes he's been in the storm system a while but he hasn't been playing with their first grade squad over the preseason so keep that in mind that Coates might be hit a few more um times than not um in the coming weeks with um well george jennings out for the year so yeah should be being hit more often than not now as well put your faith in Coates. i've we'll still got faith in him but one more week yeah. just give him a, just give him another week uh, i think you can probably again this more. time next week <laughs> sure um, I'm, I'm probably gonna say every week keep him but There'll be a, they'll they'll come a time. It was like with Simonson last year. There came a point where I was like, yeah, get rid of him. I'm much more willing to drop players for like no reason. So you can ask me. <laughs> I think it's not worth wasting a trade at this point. No, on coats. I agree. Um, definitely hold on to from for another week. See how it goes. Reassess. Yeah. Um, Max asked, do you think Warriors will make top eight this year? Not a fantasy question, but just a good question yeah. in general. Uh, no, I I don't. <laughs> I think they're going to be there and thereabouts. They'll probably be, you know, hanging around the... They have been for the last few seasons, the 8 to 10 I was going to say positions. probably like 8 to 10. Yeah. I think 10th will hold you where they'll finish up. Yes, I agree. I think it's they're there with like the, the Dragons are there and thereabouts, the Titans, the, these kind of teams, they're probably going to be 8, 9, and 10. So keep, even the Sharks will probably be in the mix there somewhere. So um, they'll be in the mix, but I don't think they'll get through. Amazing. Okay. Um, William asked... Matheson and keep or get rid of him for Grant? I'd say get rid of... We've already said this. Get yeah, rid of Maddo, Maddo's a sell this week for sure. Um, hamstring injuries, you just yeah. never know if they're going to come back next week or four weeks from now. Exactly. Um, plus, yeah, his rough score. It, and, and the fact that the, the Parramatta have so many middle forwards that can take over his minutes, it's just not likely that he's going to come back to a big minute role after an injury. Um, so he's a sell. Yes, for Grant, though. I'm still very pro-Grant. Even though Wish it kept his spot, I'm very much um, pro-Harry Grant. So if you can get him into the team, especially with Brandon Smith out, if you can get him into your team, by all means, do that. Yeah, 100% agree. Joe asked, Sean Russell replacements with 
Sam also asking Valia and Russell, are they sales? Yeah, so Valia and Russell, they're both sales. I think Russell's out indefinitely. I know there was a few comments being it's only, you know, a broken rib. He'll be back in a month's time or something like that, but it'll be indefinite. He had a punctured lung as well. So um, he'll be gone for probably the next five to six or seven weeks. Um, so sell him. Valia, probably the same. MCL injury, pretty hard to come back from. And the Warriors have some depth in centre. Yeah. So I'd probably sell him as well, especially with the glut of winger fullbacks that there are. You could probably offload them and get a, a Stephen Crichton, a Isaac Targo type. There's there's plenty of winger fullbacks there that you can invest that money in. So, um, yeah, even... I mean, you could even risk it and get a Coates, even though he did do poorly. Um, yeah. You could maybe take a risk on him as well. But, yeah, I would definitely offload those yeah. two and look at uh, the Panthers centers and winger fullbacks. So, Max also asked what to do with Valia. We've said drop him. Um, but is Nanai a bring-in? Oh, absolutely. I think Nanai is a must-buy um, this week if you haven't got him already. There's there's only really two must-buys this week. I think Nanai, the fact that he got 80 minutes in that Cowboys team with the forwards that they had on the bench, he's a buy. And um, Max King as well, the dogs, he's held his spot uh, with TPJ coming back. So he's a must-buy with the with the point scoring potential that he has off the bench. Yeah, get him in as well. Um, then we have Will asking... Don't trade Treddy for Latrell? Question mark. I think it's sideways, but see potential. Fair enough. Um, good, good question. I wouldn't make that trade, and the fact is, you've already spent that money on Teddy. So the fact that you're going to go sideways to Latrell is not a good trade. You want to probably have Teddy and Latrell. I wouldn't be. I know you probably don't have the cash to get both of them at this point, but if you've already gone in on Teddy, you wouldn't want to trade him now. You've already spent all that money, and you don't want to lose the. I mean, he lost like 20K or something over the weekend. So you don't really want to lose that cash and bring in Latrell, um, who's going to score roughly the same amount of points anyway. So yeah, save a trade there, stick with Teddy and look to get Latrell in when you can in the next couple of weeks. Winger fullbacks are always going to fluctuate as well. So you just wait for them to bottom out once they get, like they'll have a bad week, score like 20, 30 points. You wait two or three weeks after that and that's when they've really bottomed out. So that's when you pick them up. Yep. Um, then... International fan of the show, Josh, asks, is Billy Walters a must-have? Would you drop a half that didn't perform round one for him? Following with this, um, somebody else asked, Kelly versus Walters. Yeah, so I think Josh asked that question before the team lists were named. So the fact that Walters is amongst the bench, he's not a buy at this point. Yes, he's got a negative break even, but if he he might not even come back into the team um, after next round. So... I wouldn't be buying him at this stage, but if you do have Walters, he's a hold. So keep a hold of Walters. Albert Kelly is not a buy either. There's too much indecisiveness there at the Broncos for anyone to go with one of their halves, like a Gamble or a Kelly. If you've already got Walters, he's a hold. But yeah, I wouldn't be looking at Kelly or even Gamble, who's coming back in soon as well and might be amongst the selection questions soon. Fantastic. So neither. Neither. That is the But hold answer. Walters. Walters gets another week. You should make a bit of cash. Okay. Um, and then... Final question, which I really like this question um, from Bo, is what was the most disappointing player and most surprising player of round one? Oh, that is a good question. Um, Just in general, and I guess in NRL as well, kind of, I mean, sorry, in general and in fantasy, bringing them both together. I think the most um, disappointing was probably Turbo. He got found out in a big (laughs) way on the weekend. He got 35. Yeah. He, the fact that he scored 35 is still very good. I think there was a try assist in there because he offloaded it to Bullimore, but, um, 
Yeah, he was nowhere in that that game. He really tried to create something for Manly, but they just got completely shut down. Um, I think the the comments from the coach from Desi after the game, the fact that they're like they can't just look to Turbo to create the game. Basically, um, he was very adamant that it was the team's fault, not just one player's, which I agree with. But Turbo was still very poor considering his form last year. So yeah, um, Turbo pretty disappointing, but. On the flip side, Isaiah Yo, he was fantastic for the Panthers. Yes, yeah. he's always that good, but he was something else on the weekend. He, he really stood everywhere. up. Everywhere. Yeah, he was absolutely everywhere, defending where he needed to defend. In attack, his passes were on point. Yeah, he's a he's a gun player, and if you have him in fantasy, well done. He's very good. Amazing. And also then for myself. So for my like biggest disappointment for round one, I'd say Amone. He only scored twenty. We were talking about quite a bit. Um, yeah. beforehand it does happen sometimes because you think someone's gonna and they play well in the trial games and then when it comes to performing it just didn't happen yeah um and then for my biggest surprise chris randall i think we've spoken about like how we thought he was going to do really well but we didn't think he was going to get much higher than 50 so him yeah. getting a 59 i think crushed it i'm yeah. very happy that i've got him on my team yeah absolutely must have get him in Awesome. Thank you so much for your questions. They were really good. I like them. This is the most amount of questions we've ever had as well. Yeah, it's good. Keep those questions rolling in. Happy to happy to have a good chat about those. Definitely. Um, if you do ever have any questions, we normally put out a little post the day before we record on, on our Instagram stories, so at Footy Brains Pod. So make sure you follow us there. We also have our fantasy competition as well. So we have tons of you guys in that as well. Most of you are beating me, but I will have a comeback. <laughs> and I know one of our... Um friend of the shows at uh, Fantasy Rugby League or Fantasy RL at, at, on Instagram yeah. as well. Um, he finished in, I think, just at 100, 102, I think, he ranked in at. His team looks absolutely spectacular. And shout out to him. Those boys did a fantastic job this year. So good. Oh, man. I did so bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's it's good. It's one thing to start good early, but it's another thing to be able to carry that through to the end of the season. So we'll see how they go. We'll see if I can do either. That's the main goal. It's okay. We'll take back our league. <laughs> <Off them. laughs> we'll just delete it if we're doing too no. badly. <laughs> oh, we won't do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Um, excited for week two. Round two, it's going to be really good. And yeah, we'll see you guys next week.